0: I'm Ree Drummond. I'm a writer, blogger, photographer, mother, and I'm an accidental country girl. I live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere, and all my recipes have to be approved by cowboys, hungry kids, and me. Here's what's happening on the ranch. We're throwing a welcome home dinner for family friends who just moved back to our small town. There's beef on the menu, of course, and there have to be potatoes. I'm also whipping up the bread. You'll be amazed at how divine two ingredients can be. Then for a real show-stopping finale, the huge four-layer chocolate strawberry layer cake. Welcome to my frontier. Having a big welcome home dinner for the Tulsons who just moved back to Pahuska after years of city life. Mike Tulson actually grew up in Pahuska, but he and his wife Bev have lived in the city. They just moved back last year, and I've been wanting to have them over for a long time. And I thought a great big ranch-style dinner would be perfect. I'm whipping up a huge, and I mean huge, four-layer chocolate cake. It's gonna be dripping with cream and strawberries. The cake starts with four cups of flour and four cups of sugar, and then I'll add a half a teaspoon of salt. And that's it for the dry ingredients. Now I'll grab the wonderful chocolate mixture, which is what makes this cake so moist and so delicious. It's just melted butter that gets whisked together with a good amount of cocoa. Then you just add boiling water and let the mixture boil for about 30 seconds or so. All right, now I'm just gonna give the dry ingredients a quick mix, and then with the mixer on, I'm gonna drizzle in the chocolate mixture. It's really still hot, so I'm just mixing it into the dry ingredients a little bit, just to cool it down. No need to finish mixing it. All right, now I've got four eggs in a bowl, and I'll add a cup of buttermilk. All right, and then a couple of teaspoons of vanilla one, two, and then two teaspoons of baking soda. This is such an easy cake. This is the same cake my mother-in-law handed to me when Lad and I were engaged. It's gotten me through a lot of rough times in life. All right, just mix it up. Now I'll turn the mixer back on and then I'll just drizzle this mixture right in. The great thing about this cake is you can mix it by hand if you want. You don't have to whip it, just mix it till it's combined. Tonight's gonna be really fun. Mike and Bev actually have a teenage son named Marshall and he's coming along. In fact, all the kids will be there, so it's gonna be a great party. The batter's all mixed. Tap off the paddle. Now I've got four cake pans and I grease them and put a little disc of parchment in the bottom because I don't want the cake to stick. And then I'll just pour probably a cup, cup and a half of batter into each one. All right, grab another one. The cake layers are gonna bake at 350 for about 20 minutes or so. This is gonna be a masterpiece, I'm excited. (laughs) You know, Steve Tolson and his wife, Sheila, have been friends of ours for a long time. So when we found out Mike Tolson and his family were moving to Pahuska, we were excited. Steve is a realtor in Pahuska and our two families go way, way back. When Steve's father recently passed away, his brother Mike and his wife Bev decided to move back to Pahuska with their son Marshall, who's about Alex's age. Ree and Lad Drummond have been kind enough to invite us over this weekend. I know we'll enjoy Ree's cooking and I just hope they're ready for Marshall. Do you think Ree and Lad know how much this guy can put away? All right, the cakes are all baked and cooled. Now I'm gonna move on to assembling this big old dessert. For extra richness and gooiness, I'm gonna add a layer of chocolate hazelnut spread to the top of each cake layer. Put about three quarter cup scoops. That's a lot, but I love this stuff. So delicious. Then I'll just spread it all out. This stuff is so amazing. That's all spread out. So I will very, very carefully lift this layer, put it on the cake stand. Now, I've got some whipped cream. I did about a quart of cream to a cup of sugar, whipped it till it was really stiff, and I'll just plop it by the spoonful right over the top and then just spread it out. I had to figure out a way to cut all this chocolate richness. What better way to do that than with sweetened whipped cream? This is the logic that gets me into trouble sometimes. (laughs) Now the next addition for a little sweetness and color, strawberries. I just sliced up some strawberries, lots and lots of strawberries. Then I added some sugar to sweeten them up, threw in a little vanilla. Then I just tossed everything together and let it macerate for about 15 minutes or so. Then I just drained them really well. All right, now I'll just put a nice layer of strawberries right on top of the cream. I definitely wanted to drain the strawberries. I didn't want them to be too watery, too liquidy, because I don't want the cake to get soggy. Now I'm gonna keep on building until all four layers are done. I'm making a great big dinner for old friends and new friends. We're having the Tulsans over to celebrate their coming home to Pahuska. Now I'm going to finish up this big old cake. I've got the last layer. My goodness, this is enormous. Okay, now I'll put on the last of the cream. Ooh, there might be enough for me to lick the bowl. All right, now I'll just very, very carefully spread this out. To be honest, I don't know if this cake would forgive me if I put another layer on top, so it's a good thing I'm stopping here. Now I'll put the last of the strawberries. Lad, Paige, and the boys are out working on the ranch today, and I told Alex and her best friend Meg that they could be totally in charge of the table setting tonight. It'll be fun to see what they come up with. Okay, the cake is done. Now I'm just gonna put it in the fridge until it's unveiling tonight. Are you ready for this? Yeah! Check these these out. These are cool. They have kind of a little stand. Oh, these are cute. They're cute. We can use these for napkin rings. Yeah, that'd be cute. I like the orange one. I think we have enough. So, let's go pay. Alright. Hi! Hi! I'm moving forward with the big dinner. I'm going with the meat and potatoes plan. I'm making some roasted garlic mashed potatoes to go with the beef I'll make. I've got 10 pounds of potatoes that I boiled until they were tender, and I've been mashing them over low heat just to let a lot of the steam release. They're pretty well mashed, so I'm gonna add the good stuff. And by good stuff, I mean three sticks of butter, We're gonna have 17 people at the dinner tonight, so it's really not that much butter. And then the secret ingredient for any mashed potatoes I make, a package of softened cream cheese. The cream cheese just adds extra creaminess to the potatoes, kind of acts as a binder, gives them a great texture. Okay, now I'll add a cup of half and half. Again, remember, 17 people, a lot of potatoes. (laughs) Okay, that's good and then because it makes them delicious and because I just can't help myself a splash of heavy cream a splash and a half let's say okay and then good amount of salt this is a lot of potatoes to season and a really good amount of black pepper okay now I'll mash this all together oh my gosh this might take a while (laughs) I don't want to rush it The butter was soft, the cream cheese was soft, so it's pretty much instantly melting into the hot potatoes. All right, so I'm gonna grab the roasted garlic. It's been in the oven. Oh, it smells so good. I love mashed potatoes, but roasted garlic mashed potatoes are just over the top. Roasting garlic is really a cinch. You just chop the tops off of a few bulbs of garlic, just enough to expose the cloves. Then put them into a pan that's been coated with olive oil. Drizzle the tops with a little more olive oil. This gives them a coating of moisture so they won't burn. Then sprinkle on some salt, a little pepper. Then cover the pan with foil and roast them at 375 degrees for about 45 minutes until they're soft. The garlic's all roasted. It's so soft. All I have to do is give the bulbs a little squeeze and the roasted cloves just fall right out. I'm using a lot, but when garlic roasts, it gets really, really mild, so it won't be too overpowering. Okay, I think that's the very last bulb. So I'm going to go to a spoon now and just get all of this worked in. Okay, now right before dinner, the potatoes are going to bake. Oh, so I'm going to throw them into a great big dish, big enough to hold 10 pounds of potatoes. And when I get all the potatoes in the dish, I'm gonna dot the top with just a little extra butter. Can't hurt. Does your mom not like any follies? Or does she like don't them all? I she likes all, all <laughs> color. Okay. Hi. Hi, how are you? Okay, I'm just gonna use about six tablespoons, and I'll just press it right into the surface of the mashed potatoes. And then when these bake in the oven, the butter's gonna melt. Even more good things are gonna happen. All right. Now these are just gonna go into a 350 degree oven until party time. I'm moving forward with the food for the big dinner party tonight, having some old friends and new friends over. I'm gonna make a couple of delicious roasted beef tenderloin. Beef tenderloin, without question, is my favorite cut of beef. It is so flavorful, so delicious, and so tender, hence the name. I'm gonna season the tenderloins with a whole bunch of crushed peppercorns. I've got some beautiful tricolor peppercorns. Put them in a plastic bag, and I'm gonna break them up with a rolling pin. This is part of why I love tenderloin, because I always get to crush peppercorns, get out my aggressions for the week. (laughs) I'm just breaking them apart. They'll still have some beautiful color. I think they're crushed. (laughs) Okay, now I'm gonna really generously season the tenderloins with kosher salt. The thing about tenderloins is you roast them whole and then slice it after it's done. So you wanna really generously season the outside because each slice of tenderloin doesn't have a whole lot of surface area. Okay, get a nice coating on there. Now, this is a little bit of an unusual ingredient, but I always sprinkle a little bit of sugar on the top of my roasted beef tenderloins. The sugar doesn't make the tenderloin sweet at all. It just sort of enhances the savory. It's a magical thing. Okay, now I'm gonna sprinkle on the beautiful peppercorns. So I'll just sprinkle them over the top of the beef. Try to get as many of them to stay on as possible. The peppercorns add great flavor, but they also give the meat just a little bit of spice and that's really, really nice. So once I get it all over the top, then I'll just pat and press into the beef okay now I always use meat thermometers when I roast tenderloin because the worst thing you can do in life is overcook a tenderloin so I just stick them into the ends I'll keep an eye on the thermometers while they're in the oven and make sure they don't go too far now the tenderloins are gonna roast in a really hot oven about 475 for 20 to 30 minutes and they're gonna be delicious now I'm gonna wash my hands and then I just have one more thing to do Now, I'll keep an eye on the temperature, and I usually take the tenderloin out when they're at 125, 130 for medium rare. Now, to go with the beef and mashed potatoes, I'm gonna make the bread. It's not just any bread, it's the bread. My mother-in-law and I figured this recipe out several years ago. It's the most simple bread you'll ever fix. It has two ingredients. Now, the reason it's so easy is it starts with a loaf of French bread. I slice it down the middle, and then, I literally take one stick of softened butter, plop it on one of the halves, and then I'll use a dinner knife to spread the butter into a thin layer all over the surface. And I want the butter to cover every single square inch. So I put this in the oven for a little while and then crank up the broiler and the butter just melts into the bread and starts to get a nice golden color on the top. It is divine. Now Hyacinth's bringing a great big beautiful green salad so I think we're going to have a really wonderful meal. Hey girls, I thought you'd be walking through the door pretty soon. How How are you? Well, did you get those in Pawhuska? Yeah, yeah. They're gorgeous. Husk is the getting place these days. <laughs> yeah. Y'all did great. Why don't y'all get started? Because dinner's going to be here before too long. All righty. Now I'm going to go change my clothes, and then I'll check on the girls. You know what would be really cool? What? If Everybody that they just took their bracelet with them. Oh, that. yeah, they could take it home. Kind of like a friendship bracelet. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. It really does. The oh, really my goodness, girls. You like it? It is gorgeous. Good. I love it. All right. Looks good. Good job. Hello. Hey, hey come Marshall. on in, guys. Hey, Marshall. Hi. Hey, uh, how are you? Slap yeah. me some yeah. skin, bro. <laughs> Well, this is yeah, fun. Thank you, Mini Bismarck. I'm so glad you're here. We're so glad to be here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> hey, Pat. Let's go get a drink. <laughs> Come on in, guys. Oh, that would be great. So I'd like to leave the house. All right, guys. I'll be back. I'm gonna get the food ready. Talk amongst yourselves. Party's in full swing. It is so good to see the Tulsons. We're having a great time. The food's gonna be ready any minute. I've just got some finishing touches to put on the beef. Now, I've been sizzling two sticks of butter, and I crushed four cloves of garlic and put it in earlier. I'm just fishing the garlic out, and I've gotten the butter to a really, really brown stage. I didn't wanna burn it, but I wanted it to get really, really golden. This is gonna go over the top of the beef, which is smelling absolutely wonderful right now deep knee bend. <laughs> this is a lot of beef right here. My goodness. Okay. Now I'm just going to drizzle this wonderful garlic sizzling butter over the top. Yes, we pour butter on our beef here in Oklahoma. It's a fact. Okay. Now I'm going to cover the beef with foil and let it rest. It needs to rest about 10 minutes. It won't cover it tightly. Just pinch it over the top. Now I'm gonna grab the buttery bread, stick it in the oven, and then at the last minute, I'll crank up the broiler and get it warm. (laughs) So what are you guys talking about? Food. Food? All right, the meat's been resting. Ready to carve it and serve it up. These look so good. I think everybody's hungry. I'm just going to cut it into pretty thick slices. We've got two whole tenderloins, so I can go pretty thick with the slices. Oh, yes. Gorgeous. All right, now I'll get the bread out of the oven. Because the bread is so, so, so rich, I just cut it into small slices, then it lasts a little longer. All right, bread's ready.
1: I'm going to get
0: all this food on the table. I feel I feel bad. So as I was saying, I'm real comfortable around you guys. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> Beef? You'll have to declare one scoop or two. Two, two scoops. Two scoops. I want to propose a toast to old friends, new friends, good, good friends. Good, friend. good Yeah, tradition. Here. Cheers. <laughs> Who wants dessert? Oh me! Oh, Oh my gosh. I just made a little bitty dessert. A little bit of dessert. <laughs> I'm not going to get this every night. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get used to this. Wow. Oh Mike gets the first piece. <laughs> well, guys, it's really fun to have you over. So glad you're in Pahuska. Well, you. yeah, well, thank you for having Thank you and if we'd known we were going to eat this good, we'd have moved here years ago. Yes. <laughs> For recipes from this episode, go to foodnetwork.com/pioneerwoman.